Welcome to the Marketing Intern Spotlight. A marketing intern is a listener who's spreading our message authentically. Hear their story, their passion, and their journey. Enjoy. Yo, so I want to pick up where you were just talking about how Halloween party a couple weeks ago when you were texting me, out of nowhere, just get a text from Mark Dowdle. Uh, what, it, why do you feel like you're successful or why do you feel like you will be successful? Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then I think I responded like, um, you had a killer response. Yeah. Wait, can we just, can we read it? Cause it's a good, t- it's a yeah, good yeah, response. Yeah. I really, I put some thought into you it. You said like, it's body armor. I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah, this is like me in the middle of work. <laughs> yeah. Taking okay. a lunch break or something on a Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 11, 11 o'clock and Dow will text me wh- how or why and how do you think you will be successful? Such and a deep question. Yeah. Such yeah. a deep question, but I was just so fired up about it. Yeah, no, it's a great question. Do you know what sparked that question to give a little Do we context? have a record over here? Well, just going through things like uh, personally and with work and just trying to figure out why, like what's the inner dog, right? Who? Yeah. Why do you have the inner dog in you? Why do you think that you can be successful? Um, and why do you take those risks when other people don't? And it's trying to get some of the players to do that with football as well. Yeah. And so I very simply just asked Declan, why do you believe you'll be successful? Like fundamentally, why? And then we kind of went back and forth. You want, okay, I'll read this one. He says, the belief is kind of like your body armor. When shit doesn't go your way, your belief in yourself is what keeps you moving forward. Always uh, allows you to pivot and ultimately become better. The confidence comes from a consistent process that yields a result, allows you to celebrate, reflect, and build for the next opportunity. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw him that night, and I was just, he was just like, dude, that was a phenomenal question. Yeah, and and that well, I don't think I've responded to you to your last text that you had sent. Yeah. You're like, the reason I asked you about that was because you, I mean, you can explain it better than me, but... Um, of how like there there's like this inner dog in like all these different people that have come on this podcast in yourself and in Andrew and like all these different people and you're like trying to unpack like why exactly that is or what is it that's in them that makes them them um, more confident and ultimately more successful than the rest of the people or even just like the ability to take that risk that other people aren't okay um, and like finding so much success in yourself or believe like having these high goals for yourself and why you think you can achieve those. Um, like the same way you guys want to take this full time and quit your nine to five and take this full time and make this your lifestyle. What makes you guys believe that you'll be able to do that when all these other people are telling you, ah, it's not going to work out for you. Or, um, there's all these odds are stacked in against you. Um, what allows you to continue pushing and really honing in on what that inner dog is. Like I said, we were trying to figure that out with some of the football guys, Yoakum and I, of like, how do we get these guys to just like play with more aggression and be confident in who they are as players? And so we just started going around asking guys on the team, like, are you a dog? Like, are you a dog? And they're like, yeah, I'm a dog. Like, just, of course. Like, And then you ask them why. Like, give me an example of the last time you were a dog. Because, of course, they're going to say they're a dog. Right? Yeah. Because everyone wants to be a dog, but are you really a dog? Right. Yeah. And so, some of them some of them on the face, like, oh, I'm a dog because I made this play. Or, like, 
I put in the work every single day. I, you know, it's how I was raised. It's all the off season training that I did. It's how I, my mentality every day coming to practice. Like, all right. So, so some people like it's the ability to go through that mindset every day. Um, and some people may, they're like thinking like, Oh, like, I don't know. I don't know if I am a dog. Yeah. I'm a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> but that, it was a great ex- – so we had a great example of it, like just the consistent mentality of always preparing for that opportunity. And I think that comes into play a lot of the times. Um, we're preparing for the St. Olaf game, and I walk around the locker room before we go out for specialists, and I see Sam Harridge's taping up his knuckles. Like – what are you doing over there? He said, peanut punches. I go, what? He goes, peanut punches. In practice, we work on peanut punches, you guys Peanut know Tillman? That? Yeah, peanut Tillman. He's like holds a record for the most amount of forced fumbles. I think it's like 31 or something, maybe more. Um, and during the game, he was blitzing on the quarterback and then sprinted downfield to catch a receiver and punch the ball out. Was, there was a penalty on the play. It came back, but that was not the point. Point was a couple of plays later, or a series later, a quarter later. Later, there was a younger guy who had a very similar opportunity, and he came around instead of punching out like we talk about. He came across and tomahawked it and didn't get the ball out. And it was one of those guys who I had to talk to the day earlier about locking it in at practice on Friday because it's all mental and um, just having him lock it in and. And I was like, Sam Harris just made that decision, like, before the game. He made that back in June when he was preparing for the season. And so I was like, oh, the inner dog is just the daily mindset of preparing for the opportunity. So when the opportunity does present itself, it's just, I know. I'm, it's so natural, and yeah. you're ready to seize those opportunities. And we were talking about this with uh, Austin and Mark uh, a couple weeks ago when they came on, just about – that there was a one quote that Austin Yokum had. It was, "It's not about me. It never was," and that kind of mindset kind of reflects. And you can dive into this a little bit further, kind of your evolution since graduation and whatnot. But really, this like what we've been um, kind of been molded into with St. Thomas football and the kind of community that we had. I mean, it's not about you. It never was. Is that that belief that you have to be cocky, you have to have confidence, you have to be walking with broad shoulders, but you have to also have the self-awareness to understand that quote, it's not about me, it never was. Because if you just look at it, you can be kind of like, oh, I'm going to hide in the shadows. And you hear that quote, I'm just going to sit back and be a bystander. Or you're going to hear that and you're going to be like, all right, I need to walk with my shoulders back, but I have to understand that this is not about me. I'm, I'm doing this for a bigger bigger picture. And that I think just that Little example of Sam Harridge just being ready to punch out practicing, practicing, practicing that over and over and over again is just a small thing of like, I am ready to seize those opportunities. I'm ready to do something bigger to make an, to seize an opportunity for this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And coach, coach had a great quote. Um, Which coach? Coach Caruso, the head guy, head honcho. He had a great quote um, this weekend about how you always want to make decisions as you go toward your goal. Right. You'll, you can figure it out on the fly, but as long as you're moving with intention toward your goal, things are going to work out. Right. Doors are going to open up. Um, but again, you also have to consider the fact that there's a couple different other quotes that it uses. But um, the way we do anything is the way we do everything. Right. So if you're 
going through the day and you're just going through the motions without intention to your life, um, then you're not going to be able to understand and capitalize on those opportunities when they present themselves. Mm. Um, so just like having that daily reminder of what your goals are. Okay. And having goals at like the North star, I talked about this with my boss, Alex today, your goal, you have this one overarching goal. Um, maybe it's personal, physical, athletic, uh, business wise, whatever it is. And then you have a bunch of other goals that you set yourself, um, throughout the months, throughout the years, throughout the days, like what's your day to day to get to those goals. Um, and it's about get, it's not about the finish line of those goals, but the checkpoints along the way. Right. So when we were talking about like intentionality earlier, I love that freaking quote of like how you like, it's just, it's kind of the, the fuel that like keeps the ball rolling towards where you want it to go. Ultimately. Um, it was fun. So I think, back in june i had texted you and was like yo man uh we got a saturday coming up like you want to come on the podcast like it's been it's been too far or too long yeah, like i would love yeah. to have you on and you more or less responded was like no not yet i am not who i really want to be just yet but hit me back up in in november december and we can we can hash it out and i didn't see it at the time so this is five months ago yeah and i was like okay like I love that answer. First off, yeah. like no one's ever told us, like, just give me some time, yeah. which is like a phenomenal answer um, and shows the intention. But ever since that time, when you've texted me that I, I've just kind of like paid t- attention a little bit more, a little bit more. And dude, it's been so cool to see your mindset just kind of flourish and be shared with everybody. I don't, I think you've always had that again, dog or the mindset, but I don't think it's been as fine tuned or crafted or even, really shared with a lot of people and uh i'm so glad you're here man i appreciate that i appreciate you guys having me on um because you're a pretty dedicated listener dude i I had no idea to be honest for a while i i'll text like i'll text declan one day about something i hear and then i'll text andrew the other day but i mean what i've been doing lately is just listening right um i think a lot of times i was i was projected and I was looked at and looked toward as a leader I didn't know what I was doing um and you kind of just have to figure it out and what Yoakum and I talk about quite a bit is these inner demons that we go through and a lot of the things were us just we pushed ourselves to the limits we worked every day towards this goal and we expected other people to do that as well and when other people didn't do that it came down as like like pointing fingers and projecting this like hate instead of just like trying to get people to work toward this mission. Um, And so what I've been doing is just listening to what other people have to say. And so when people come on here, there's always this moment in every single one of your podcasts where you just go, whoa, like it just makes you like not think harder, but think deeper and trying to internalize that and like everyone's got their own story and everybody's also looking for the answers. But when you have that aha moment and you have that moment when you hear someone else say something and it really resonates with you, they're giving you tools for you to use that then you can internalize and project out into whatever you want to do. 
And so like, that's why I text you guys when I have those moments, I'm like, this has helped me so much because I'm listening to the words that they're saying, but I'm also hearing the message behind the words. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't remember who you guys had, but you guys talked about the difference between listening and hearing. I remember, I do remember this too. I can't think of who it said it though. Yeah. But like that stuck with me mm-hmm. and I was like, that's so true. It's not just about like listening. It's hearing the message behind what they're Steve saying. Weigel. Okay. Ivy, Ivy brand. It yeah. was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome that you feel that way too. And that's like the, the utmost intention of this podcast is to have a listener feel like it's relatable, feel like it's something's resonating, feel like they can take that one thing away and mm-hmm. put it in their back pocket. Because as much as we are loose and free-flowing, conversational, like we'll take this as many directions as possible and just enjoy each other's company. Uh, at the end of the day, we really want to have a, a mindset that our listeners are going to take something very impactful away that they are just like, oh, sweet. This is, and when you, it's as simple as, wow. Wow. Awesome. Thank you. And then you just carry on with your day. And that's, that's the one little tool that you get for, for, uh, for spending an hour and a half with us. Right. And it's, it's tough because we're not like formalizing it and like, you know, intro music. All right. This is what you should take away from this podcast. Mm-hmm. And like, we make it very formal and like upfront, like it's the exact opposite. It's just a conversation. And, um, yeah, we're getting your story. Yeah. We're asking what your average quality is. We have a few questions that we ask you. Um, but, for the most part, it's up to the listener to like make the intention and really listen and try and find something that they enjoy. Right. And it's tough too, because like we, we spread, so we, we go across so many different, um, professional or, yeah, what do we call it? Just like different professions, different types of people, different types yeah. of people. So it's, it, it's really cool. Like when we find, when we come across someone like you or like you come into our lives, whatever, when like, it's there. Like you get it. Like you explained exactly what our podcast is to us. And we've had these conversations before, but like, that's exactly what it is, man. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to like break down from, and this is kind of a little selfish, but when you started mm-hmm. listening to the Backpack a little more, because you've always supported us, you've yeah. always been like asking us, what are we up to, what's new, going to school together and all that. Yep. But there's there was definitely a time when you're like, became a little bit more invested and you start listening a little bit deeper. Um, and then kind of walk me through that time frame and then bring me to overall just like post-graduation and figuring out each step along the way. Yeah, so after football ended um in the fall and lacrosse ended in the spring i was trying to find myself outside of sports right um and i remember going through a conversation i had with you andrew in um the summer about like i know these things i want to do um i want to compete in these different endurance sports i know that's something i want to do like I don't know how to start. I don't know. Like I just had all these unanswered questions about myself um, and how to take those steps. And I felt like your podcast was a lot of those people that were in stage two or stage three um, of like, they've already taken those steps. They're about a year, a year two out. And this is where they're at. So it was like, like that could be me if I just start taking those steps right now. Um, and it wasn't like the Gary V's or the Joe Rogan's who you just can't connect with at that level because you see the things they're doing and you're like, that's just, that's too far fetched. Right. 
How, uh, how would I ever get there? Almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I just started listening to you guys. Um, and I was getting into coaching. Um, and what I learned is I just, I really liked, liked the aspect of competition. Um, and I was riding my bike to work, uh, in Brooklyn center. Um, and I was, I was, uh, how far was that bike ride? It was 18 miles one way. So it was 18 there, 18 back. And I was like, I was like, Andrew, like, like this bike ride, it's, 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 it's pretty far, but ah, I want to go farther. And like, like I was telling you about it, you're like, dude, that's like, that's so far. Like, I wouldn't do that. I'm like, yeah, but I know I can do more. Like I want to do more. And so I signed up for, um, the twin cities marathon. And it's funny because I signed up the day I signed up, Sam Harrigus again. Uh, he, uh, he texted me he said, Hey, my girlfriend's doing this photo shoot for the twin cities marathon. Do you think that you would come on and like be a part of this photo shoot? It's like, yeah, sure. But I'm not gonna, not gonna be in the photo shoot if I'm not running the marathon. And so I, uh, I texted coach and he did, he doesn't know this, but he will now, um, that he, uh, I texted him like, yo, is it okay if I run the twin cities marathon? Um, it's the Sunday after Concordia. So I'd miss morning meetings. And his response to me was, why don't we hold off for now? We'll see how coaching goes. Um, it was basically like the, the message that I got was if you do a good job of coaching, then, uh, then I'll let you like, we can have that conversation again. And I signed up that day. (laughs) (laughs) I I was confident in myself to be able to do a good job. Um, and so I signed up that day and my training was really bad. I, uh, I trained for five weeks. Uh, the farthest I went was like 11 miles and I got destroyed by the race. I didn't walk though. That was the biggest thing for me. Um, and so just like really working towards this goal that was something greater than myself that I had to pursue, um, is where I found myself after school because I felt lost. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was something that you mentioned, um, when we we're having that conversation, I think we grabbed, uh, some drinks, um, at the Lowry and you were just walking through like post-graduation. This is what we all go through and me especially. And I was really re- connecting with you of what is, what do I want to do with my career? And, and I, and I don't want to just be like that, you know, like testing and, t- and tasting and all that, you know, like that's, what you you have to do but there's also a sense of doing it with purpose and when you and when you don't have purpose and you feel really lost and you're like where's your self-worth and now you don't have sports you don't have football and lacrosse you don't have that community of continually of hearing like hey you're doing something right or you're not doing something right let's try to get together and maneuver through it that's what sports always did with for us and we were sitting on that same wavelength of now you have to just go out and figure it out and there isn't a lot of feedback and a lot of community And, um, you were running, you were biking these 18 miles every single day. And you were just, you were thinking to yourself like, that's, it's not enough where I was just kind of coming at it from another angle of being like, Hey dude, you just got to mark that down as a W every single day. Like you, you won when you rode your bike 18 miles there. You won when you rode 18 miles back, no matter if you think you can do more than that, you did it. Can pat yourself on the back. Don't get, don't boast over it, but like pat yourself on the back and then you're, you took that to the next step further. Like, all right, if I do want to do more, let's do it practically. 
and you've challenged yourself to do the marathon. And that's like, I was just like very impressed of like how you were just kind of slowly pushing yourself to level up and find these things outside of a profession necessarily to make sure that you were moving your mentality uh, down a, a really awesome path. Well, I think it, it also goes back to like having a goal in mind. I was doing those things and I wasn't feeling satisfied doing those things because there, was, there wasn't a whole lot of intention behind it, right? I was just biking to work. And I didn't feel satisfied by doing that. Or I was going out to run before I signed up for the marathon. I was just going out to run to run. Um, and I remember you telling me about how your advice to me was find five people that you can have at the end of your day and can basically review your day and say, oh, I'm proud of you. And what stuck with me was you said, choose people like outside of your family and your close friends. Choose people that are like the Joe Rogans or people that you see yourself being because they're gonna be brutally honest with you. Your mom's gonna love you no matter what. Declan's gonna be proud of you no matter what because he's your best bud. Mm -hmm. um, find those people and I, I used that for um, a bit of time and then it started to fade off and the biggest thing for me was I didn't care about any of those five people, right? I cared about if I was proud of myself at the end of each day, right? That's all that mattered, right? If I was doing the things that, you know, I was working towards these goals um, and I was putting in the work every single day, I was going to be proud of myself. And, and then it just completely flipped the switch in my head of like, all right, let's write down these goals. What do you want to do athletically? One of my biggest goals, my North Star right now, is I want to compete to win in the Ultraman World Championships. Okay? Now, that's that's the big goal. What am I going to do in the time it takes to get to that goal? I don't want to put a time frame on that because that's just additional pressure that it, it doesn't need. That, that goal is going to be achieved if I work day to day to get to that goal. So... I set goals for myself next year of nine different races that I want to do over the course of 2020. Okay, five of those are ultra endurance running races, 50Ks. They're just the next step from a marathon. Um, there's a triathlon in Grand Teton called the Picnic, where you bike 22 miles to Jenny Lake, swim across Jenny Lake, and then you bike or you hike up the mountain. Um, which is 10 to 12 miles, and then you do it in reverse. Um, so I'm going to do that with my brother next uh, summer. There's a half Ironman in Madison, Wisconsin, June 14th. I'm going to do that. Um, there's this uh, loop around Mount Hood called the Timberland Trail. It's 38 miles around the, the mountain Mount Hood. Um, and there's one that's called the Presidential Traverse. It's in New Hampshire, and it's 18 miles, and it's 10 summits. Um, and like, if I can get to the end of 2020 and do those, that's just one step. They're achievable, they're attainable, but I don't want to put this pressure on myself where um, I gotta be Ultraman next year, right? That's not, that doesn't make sense. Like, I'll be Ultraman. I'll, I'll compete in the World Championships when I get to that point in my life, but there's no rush to do that. Like there's a process to how this works. Mm -hmm. And 
just figuring that out, like taking that first step. And that first step was the marathon. And then how do I get better from that? How is my process better? I realized that my process at the time was working towards results instead of the process. So I'd go out and I'd be super happy if I ran 12 miles in one day. Which was still kind of dope when you got like, I got Snapchats from you and you're like, yeah, I was thinking about running six. I ended up running like 18. Yeah. <laughs> Which but, I was like, dude, that was sick. It fired me up. It's great until you realize the next day you're only one, running one. Right. And you're like, man, I'm going this high of high. And then I'm going back down in this valley of only running one and I feel like a failure. And so it's just constant mood swing based on the result of the mileage instead of just going out and putting in hard work every day. And so now I'm restricting it more to time limit of going out and running every day, but running for 20 minutes hard or running for 30 or running for an hour and just putting that time frame of just go out and put on, put in the work for this amount of time and just be satisfied with that. Mm -hmm. Cause it's not about outworking someone one day. That's not like the, that running that 12 miles is not what it's all about. It's, right. it's working towards this quote-unquote end goal it's it doesn't necessarily it's not necessarily an end goal but it's it's something that you want to always push towards and i think that's the dopest thing you're not trying to be like all right once i run this ultra marathon that i have i have it's it's over like, like this that's all i need to do right, right it's all about having fun and picking all these different things doing it with people you love like your brother and going out and pushing yourself I am very impressed that you even want to do that because each one of those is like, I would probably pick one of those for the year and be like, that's what I'm, that's my mindset is go to Grand Teton and swim Jenny Lake and do this mountain and do that. And then I would be like where I would probably cut it off, but you're pushing yourself to the next stop and doing it with intention. I think that's pretty cool. And I hope you find a little fulfillment in each kind of each step of the way. Yeah. And it, it's about the people that you surround yourself with too. Like, my two bosses, Alex and Andrew, that you guys have busy coffee. Yeah, dude. busy coffee. How, when did we you need start them to be a sponsor? Them? I know, dude. We should get them as a sponsor um, all these days. We've been pitching Alex now for a full year. I've yeah. been pitching Alex for a full year. Now. <laughs> Alex, you're listening. You're listening. This is good content. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I told him today. I was like, we're gonna come away with a contract, whether you like it or not. <laughs> um, I but I like speaking. Alex, when did you start working for Busy? So I started working with Busy. It was a few weeks after we lost to Bethel in football, my senior year. Okay. And I was I was down. So kind of like a year ago, right around. Yeah, that was year. when I was first introduced. So my one of my professors, Alec Johnson, guy is a beauty. Um, he is one of the guys that just loved. So what he would do is I'm a big energy guy. Um, you guys know that oh, of yeah. course oh yeah um and he would make me come into class and get the class going some way or, or another so like he'd be like all right we're not gonna start class until mark gets everyone doing something so it'd be like a slow clap into like everyone cheering or like uh like give me two claps in rick flair and it, it was like he just made me do that every day and he knew i would do it too mm -hmm. but he also knew when to back off and really ask me how I'm doing. And it was a few weeks after the Bethel game. And he's like, man, he's still, he's still struggling after this loss. Um, and so he just asked me how I was doing, if there's anything he could do to help. And then he told me about 
Alex and Andrew who were looking for a couple of students to do some market research for them as they were looking to get into the office coffee space for busy. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. And so from then I did some market research for them. I needed a, an internship for a class I took in the spring. That was, we only met nine times throughout the semester. It was, you go out and get an internship and all the other classmates did the same. And then nine times throughout the semester, you came together, talked about your experience, tried to give advice to other people who were going through adversity at their work. You would work through problems. Um, and then after the spring semester, um, was up, they offered me a job there. Sick. So that's awesome, dude. Yeah. It's, uh, what I love the most about Alex and for the people listening that don't know Alex, he's the co-founder of busy coffee and he was episode three of this year. Mm -hmm. So we've known Alex more or less for, uh, almost a year now, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, St. Thomas guy and everything. But what I really love about Alex the most in terms of like back pocket is like that guy challenges me and Andrew more on what the hell we're actually doing more than anybody. Yeah. To be honest, like it's great having your friends who are like just the, the back pocket boys. And like, that's awesome. Your support group, your support mm -hmm. group. You got to have them. Absolutely. But Alex has been the, the guy who's like really helped us formulate what we actually want to do. Like, I'm, and I'm sure more people will find this out later, but like Andrew and I are like really reformatting how back pocket's going to look next year in terms of like episodes and direction and whatever. And that all comes back to Alex when I had met him back in, or when we had grabbed beers like in October or something like that. But he's the guy every single time. Like, you know, I, I actually appreciate it that he's challenged us on like a sponsorship or anything, because like, of course it would be a good, relationship like there's a good brand association like the all those things are there but i like the challenge that he proposes to us every single time because there is something more there that actually has value that we're still digging to find that's why i love him yeah have you kind of found a similar um response with alex like being that guy that's kind of always challenging kind of always popping the balloon a little bit oh, you yeah. think you have this grand thing and then it's like hey let's get back down to reality have yep yeah so I had a I had an idea that I came to you guys about about this ultra marathon tour where I promote the company and um it was this 6 month ordeal and he basically I was all excited to come back to him and he's like no like go back to the drawing board it wasn't like no get this out of my face it was no go back to the drawing board challenge me to make it make sense for the company um but he, dude, he does a great job um, of really investing in me as a person um, and being a mentor. And he wants to grow busy, but he wants me to uh, grow as a person and achieve these goals that I'm setting for myself. So I talked about the half Ironman in Madison. He's the one that brought that up to me um, because... You know, I told him about all these ultras that I wanted to do, and he, I think, I think I'm pushing him a little bit back as well, um, because he's been he's been off the wagon for quite some time in the the physical realm. Oh, uh, he's not working out as hard anymore. N n yeah, not as <laughs> not as hard. Sorry, Alex, you're gonna get exposed right now. But 
Um, so I think I'm pushing him back, but um, he's the one that's like, yeah, we're doing we're doing the half Ironman in Madison. So you're coming or you're not, but we're gonna get a whole bunch of people, and if you want to join that, um, sweet. What's the uh, so kind of backing up into you know how many you said how many races are you doing in 2020? There's nine total. nine of them. So going from like running a a marathon having some fun success or just enjoying that challenge how did you like make the decision in your head to do nine races later down like now in 2020 like that is kind of a significant jump mentally mm. and physically um well my original plan was to with that do 23 yeah which is insane. absurd <laughs> absurd in six months it was like one every weekend and i was just like yeah i'm gonna go do that um and that's where it's like having these high goals and then just being able to refine them and make them a little more realistic. Realistic, yeah. But that's great. Like, still, even even what you decided on as like a realistic goal to most would be an insane feat to accomplish. So, like, gauging that, where does this like motivation to do the twenty three come from, and then bring it down to nine? But like, where does it even come from I, to begin with? Okay, so I think. I've been reflecting on that question as we kind of started the episode of like, where does that internal dog come from? And it's funny. My brother texted me this weekend and is he an older brother? He's three years older than me. Yes. And he texted me. He's like, I'm watching the Ohio state game. And I just started laughing to myself. I don't know why it reminded me of this, but do you remember when we used to go play one V one tackle football in the front yard or the basement? Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about that, and I showed Maddie C. Maddie C was dying laughing, but we would go in the front yard and we would play four down tackle football, strap up the pads, everything. And he's three years older than me, and I'd I'd get I get my ass kicked time right? and time again. Yes, mm-hmm. but there'd be those few times where I'd sneak out a victory. Um, or we'd go in the basement and just, there'd be no pads and we'd like, now I know why I had so many stitches and ended up in the hospital so much. Um, but I never saw the age or the experience or just all of those obstacles in the way. I never saw those as, um, obstacles I couldn't overcome. Right. You didn't see them as excuses. No, no. And I was like, I, I like, I did a lot of reflecting on that after he said that and i i always got back up and there was times where i you know called it a day but a lot of times i got back up went back after it and just the resilience that that taught me is something that i have in my back pocket that drives me to have these ridiculous goals that yeah 23 is a lot of races, probably very unrealistic, but I'd, I'd be willing to go out tomorrow and, and attempt that. Um, just because I want to find that, that, that line, right? There's the iron cowboy, the guy who did 50, um, 50 Ironmans in 50 days in 50 States. And I was, I watched that Netflix and I was like, I want to do something like that, but I want to do it better. I want to do it better. And I don't, it's just I, I think it goes back to those days in the front yard where my brother would just beat me down and he just taught me to fight. 
right? And not in the physical sense of fight, but he taught me to fight. When you're down, what are you going to do? You can get back up or you're just going to wallow in your pity. And that moment, like those moments when I look back, I'm super grateful that I'm the younger brother, right? I think a lot of times that I looked at as a disadvantage because I'm following in his footsteps um, and I wanted to find my own path. But I only came to the realization that I could go out and do these incredible feats and um, just attempt, get to the starting line. It's not about getting to the finish line. It's about getting to the starting line. Mm -hmm. And he taught me to just get back up and go back at it. I was going to ask, and you might have already answered it, but do you believe it's more mental or more physical in the sense of why you want to push yourself to do these 23 um, races to, to, to continue time and time again to put yourselves in these positions? Is it more mental or is it more physical? I think it's a combination of both, but I think it is more mental than anything just based off how I handled the marathon. Um, I physically was unprepared for that race. Um, but what got me through is what got me through is the first. So at mile, mile eight, I was, I hit my first mini wall. Um, and then I felt good, um, for the next couple miles. And at mile 12, I hit my second mini wall and I just thought about how I got here. Like, how did I get to this race? How did I get in this moment right here? And it was all in my control, right? I, I looked back at all of the times where I was unhappy with the situation I was in. Um, a lot of those came from me not taking ownership of my situation and pointing the fingers. And um, in that moment in the race, when I was in a, in a bad situation, I just put a smile on my face knowing that I chose to be here. I chose to put myself through this and I'm going to get through this because I know I can. Like I could, I could quit right now if I could walk off this course and go grab a burger at five guys. Yeah. I could stop. Yeah. But I didn't because I knew I could do that. The situations in the past, I couldn't do that because I'd, I'd laid in my own grave as they say. Um, I chose that, that path and I was going to do anything to finish that race because at the end of the day, it, it's what's going to get you through that next stop school. And I, the rest of the race, well, the rest of the race, but the next eight miles, I just had a smile on my face and I was cruising. Um, and then we got to the hill where you go straight up to campus. All summit, right? Uh, yep. And that I saw other people struggling and walking said if there's one thing I do today it's going to be crush this hill and I crushed that hill but it crushed me for the last five miles of the race Mm -hmm. but I you know I was I was proud and happy that I was able to go through this experience during that race and when I reflect back on it that's what motivates me to go even farther it's because you learn a little bit about yourself Um, at least I do when I was going for these runs and it was humbling it was it, it tore me apart. I couldn't walk for a couple of days, um, 
and I loved that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it felt like after a football game where your body's just destroyed, but you kind of love all of it. Um, you know? It's, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> You're why we do it. Yeah, it's why you do it. Um, but it's it's just that reminder of putting yourself through that pain and how are you going to get yourself out of it. Right. That's the mental aspect. That's the mental aspect. That's dope. That's so fun, dude. That's I'm excited to see how this all kind of turns out next year, dude. Yeah. Like, that's nine nine races is insane. But I mean, like looking at the first one of it being a 50k, how much? How many more miles is that than a marathon? Six, six. So when you're like training, 50k is 30 miles, 31 yeah. miles. Okay. So what does like the training look like for that then? Well, right now I'm just working on consistency. Um, I'm working with busy and I'm coaching. And it doesn't leave a whole lot of time for me to train at a really high level. Um, Saturdays and Sundays are taken up majority of with football. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I might only get a 20 to 30 minute run in a day. Um, but going through that, um, I'm just building that consistency of I, I have this on my phone. The screen server is quit tomorrow if you feel like just don't quit today. So when I'm going through those tough situations of just I don't want to run 20 minutes, just don't do it tomorrow. You can spend all day in bed. You can take a day off from work. You can just enjoy a day off, but don't do it today, mm-hmm. right? And then you ask yourself that question the next day. It's the same answer. Quit tomorrow. Don't quit today. Yeah. No, it's like it's a dumb guy's quote. Cause, yeah. Cause you're, yeah. You're of all, course tomorrow. Yeah. I, I got all day tomorrow. Yeah. We'll figure it out. And then you're like, then you realize that tomorrow is, is going to be today. Yes. And you can't quit today. No. No. <laughs> there will be no quitting. You always set that alarm for 6am and you're just like, yeah. Do you hit snooze? I do. Mm. Not every day. It's, it's, I mean, it's tough to be a hundred percent all the time. Yeah. But there are days when I hit snooze doesn't feel great no it doesn't I, I, hit truth. Sn- I hit snooze probably three out of the seven days and it yep. pisses me off every mm-hmm. single time i do but i i'm like i know just give me fucking give me the nine minutes that apple gives me yep and uh <laughs> it is nine minutes some like when you set an alarm for like 5 51 a.m you're like all right perfect I'll wake it up at six I'll wake it up at six yeah, yeah. but i, I yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 i think i started or stopped hitting snooze on my alarm like almost a year over a year ago now and i've never hit snooze mm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i think it was like february because i swear you were telling alex this the same exact thing like was how, it this year just um, recently doing it okay but that could be me just no but you're probably right it, it, yeah. it was either like this it doesn't year really or, matter right yeah it's like 10 or 12 months. 10 to 12 i don't need months. to correct you on that but i'm gonna hold you accountable hold me accountable <laughs> i don't hit snooze i've been doing it for either a year or less than that mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it is like a it's it's a fun mindset is what I is why I do it. Yeah. Because I I've kind of like again you come to the realization where it's just like that's a win. That's yeah. a win if you can hit snooze or just hit stop and get up, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like a fuck you to your own yourself. Yeah. Like especially when you're getting up as early at like five five thirty just to go. Because there was a reason why you set that time originally. Like you set it for that time. Get up at that time. Yeah. Wait, get that W versus being like oh maybe maybe later. Right, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah, there was like a plan important though. Like, there were some times where I'd set the alarm, and be like, "All right, I'll either uh, 
I'll either go for a run in the morning or if I don't feel like running because it's whatever reason, I'll figure something else out. Right. And not having that backup plan is really, really bad. Right. Um, I think like a lot of people have this plan A and plan B, which I was doing to myself like this do or die. You either run 14 miles today or you don't. And it's just this black or white. What I've started doing is having a plan A. And if I don't feel like doing plan A, I have a plan B that's equally as good or maybe a step lower. There's still value. There's Mm -hmm. still value. It's, you're still getting closer to your goal. So instead of like running for 20 minutes, I'll bike for 20, 30 minutes instead. Right. Just to work toward your goal. Continue moving forward. Right. Don't, don't settle. Build a block. Build a block. Yeah, get your bricks going. Yeah, brick by bricks. brick. Yep. Attaboy Mark Amick sitting right there. Yeah. Picturing him right now. Yeah. Um, so you said in in June you want to wait until November, December to come on the show. I'm curious from June till now, um, doing a little reflecting, what do you feel like is different? What do you think has grown? What what about June to now would you like to share? Prioritizing. Um, I know Greg says this a lot, but he's he's always trying. He's like keto, Greg. Yeah, keto, Greg. Keto, Greg. Keto, Greg's abroad right now. Where is he at right now? He's in Amsterdam, I think, yeah. with his with his sister. Stuff yeah. abroad. Sorry, so irrelevant. So Keep irrelevant. Going. No, but <laughs> I think a lot of the things that changed was surrounding myself with people that were going to push me, um, and seeking advice from you guys, seeking advice from Yoakum, um, Keto, Greg's like. Mark, you gotta, you gotta hang out with us more, man. You like, you gotta hang out with us more. And the reason he said that is because he's like, you fire me up so much. I'm like, dude, I, I think the last thing anyone needs is for you to be even more fired up right now. Who, Greg? Greg, yeah, keto Greg. He gets on his rampages. Let's watch out. Right? No, I mean the guy. It's it's been so fun to see Greg's growth. That's one guy I wish we had on the podcast this mm-hmm. year, but. It'll just even be better for Greg 2020. But, like, that guy's transformation, and he's always been, like, a motivated, good dude, well-intentioned guy. But now you can kind of see, now that he's found a couple things that he enjoys uh, to do, like, those have just taken off. Like, he's he's tasted and spent some time, you know, figuring out what exactly he um, wants to do, and now he's just, like, so invested in right. it and just loves it. And it's taking that step. Um, the first time I sat here on this couch, well, I said this earlier, the tools that those aha moments from all the different podcasts, not just yours, but some of the other ones I listened to rich rolls, a big influence in my life as well. Um, and it's just taking those tools and then reflecting on them and how you're going to use them. And one of the things you said was like, you got this cool idea. You're going to be on the podcast. You better be ready to go. (laughs) <laughs> you said ideas are not reality. And I was like, mm, I love that. Like it's taking those steps and you have these ideas. You have this, um, this story you tell yourself about who you are. Um, but the only way that you'll feel confident and not just feel confident, but just naturally be confident is if you're actually doing those things that you tell you yourself. Right. Right. Um, and so I had these goals that I wanted to achieve. Um, I didn't know how to achieve them, but I also didn't have 
the direction because uh, I said I wanted to run in ultra races. I wanted to run in, I wanted to be in ultra endurance sports, but I needed a race to work toward. Right. Um, and so I said the super high one of the, the super bowl of all super bowls in endurance sports, the, uh, the ultra man. man. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then there's one race called Western States, which is a hundred mile endurance race in California. That's another like, it's, it's quite a bit out there. That's a conference championship. Yeah, this conference championship. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bracket style here. Um, and so the regional, the the Mayak or whatever, that's the 2020 goals. Like those are goals that I can achieve. They're attainable. And um, just having that direction and an intention – um, to doing those things is what's changed. Yeah, turning those ideas into reality and filling that. Because this is something that everyone struggles with. And I, the more and more I listen to podcasts with people that have had a lot of success, um, you, you, you hear this time and time again of filling the void. There's always a void that you have inside of like it's something whether it's personal uh emotional driven with like a relationship or it's professional um and people either fill that void with buying new things or they use these substances or they set intentions and they grow in that directions and like time and time again you keep hearing whether it's a stand-up comedian or it's a serial entrepreneur turning the ideas into reality, the smallest wins, the process, the writing things down and trying to achieve that every day, not hitting snooze, drinking your glass of water in the morning, and then pushing yourself to the Super Bowl of an ultra marathon. Like the widest ranges of all of those little things, that is where the success that you find and you you you, you try to fill that void over and over again because it's always going to be there no matter if you drink your water every single morning or if you actually run that ultra marathon that void is still going to be there it's just how you look at that void um and it's so hard because then you can get negative and that's where we kind of were this summer when we mm-hmm. were speaking we were looking at those voids as negative things and that's when it becomes very unhealthy and you start mentally punishing yourself for not being able to overcome those voids and Coach Crusoe gave me this quote over the summer, which really helped me embody the change, was discipline is doing the things you need to do over doing the things that you want to do. Maturity is when the things you need to do become the things that you want to do. And so I just decided to make that decision to do the things that I needed to do and like work that process every day of, I have these goals. They're super hard. I might have to not go out on the weekend and fully embody these things and remove things that I want to do because I know I need to do what I need to do in order to achieve this greatness that I want to, um, be a part of. And it was just doing that over a period of time. I was like, I love doing these things. Mm Mm-hmm. I love waking up and going through my day and having this full day of just doing things that I love and living my life like running and working with the football guys and uh, working with busy and doing that on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday, when I don't get paid to do it, I'm doing it anyway because it's what I love to do. Mm -hmm. And so that just sticking to that process of 
those things started to turn into things that I wanted to do all the time. I love that. And going right off that, like, uh, one thing that really uh, stuck out to me when like we're talking about like, Oh, this really big race, like, or this really big milestone per se. Um, and yeah, those are great things to work towards. Um, but kind of the caveat behind all of it is like, once you get it or achieve it, it's like, you're not any happier than you were the day before or mm-hmm. the day after. Like we asked the the bro shots who just hiked the PCT, went through this incredible experience for six months and they're sitting down talking about it for the first time. And I think I asked them like, like, what were you like? How were you feeling like um, before, during and after? And he was like, honestly, this pretty even keel throughout the entire thing. I wasn't any happier on the trail. I think is yep. one of his quotes. Yep. And like that hit me big time because it's like we always spend so much time like hyping up like the one big thing like i had yeah. a comedy show that yeah. i was just like hyping up like my one big comedy show was i any happier after that it's like no because what the, the most enjoying the best part about all of it was like going through the process of like prepping my jokes getting ready for like the big moment where you just execute just like all the games like the games are fun we all remember Bethel week and St. John's week and all of the different games we had, but like the best times were going through your whole senior season. If you like look macro a little bit more, like going through and showing up every day uh, with the outside linebackers with coach K and just like the different stories here and there, like those are the, the things that are, you know, what made us a successful team or successful football player. It's just those things that you enjoy that you need to do. Right. It's such a, it's such a fun transition. And like, I was thinking about this the other day too. Um, like I, like obviously we want to take the podcast full time. Like obviously I want to be a comedian. I guess I'm saying that to myself because like those are my expectations. Made that comes as a shock. My mom, I was talking to her yesterday, and I was like told her that exact same thing. I was like, well, yeah, like I obviously want to be a pod, like a podcaster. I obviously want to be a comedian. She's like, what do you mean? Obviously I was like, those are the things I want to do. Like, those are the things I see the most value in. And she's like, Oh, I didn't realize like you took it that seriously. (laughs) So you guys had originally the plan to take it full time 2020, Mm -hmm. right? That's not going to happen. Right. No. No. And I think going back to what you said is hyping it up and, or putting a time constraint on it adds this pressure that just doesn't need to be there. Yeah. You guys are going to take it full time. Like that's, I think that's clear. I'm confident in it at least. Thank you. Um, I remember sitting down with you. I was like, I'll invest money in you right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, don't give us money. Yeah. We don't need it. Yeah. No, no, yeah. We're going to blow it. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, you just have to continue doing the things you need to do. And eventually it'll happen. It's not going to make you work any harder. You might just, you might make a mistake or hype it up and come away disappointed. Mm-hmm. When maybe 2020 is just not the time for you guys to take it full time. Right. Yeah. And we definitely, we were working very hard for like, I'd say the month of August and September, we were working way too hard and we weren't working smart. Mm. And that was just kind of a, our stubborn mentality of what we set out to do in the beginning of the season and why we, and we were just like, all right, let's continue to do that because that's what we wanted to do in January instead of being like agile and being like, all right, let's drop to one podcast a week, focus on the quality and give ourselves more time to do the things that would make back pocket money versus we continue time and time to resort to making content, providing value over making money. My mom at, when she was up here for the Halloween party, 
comes up to Declan and I. She's like, Declan, get over here as she's talking to me. And she's like, stop, stop providing value. Start making money. And like, it makes sense to a point, right? Like, yeah. obviously we're not going to stop making, giving value and that it's never, our intention is always to have that value aspect, but do it with a sense of having some monetary value. Right. Cause like this live show that we're having that this podcast will now be released after we had the live show, but we're phenomenal live show. Phenomenal yeah. live God, show. That shit we, was dope. Yeah. We, we crushed it. These beanies right here cost us. They are going to crush it. 14, they did crush it. They did crush it. They did they crush it. They, they were amazing. It. Everyone loved it. Everyone, loved it. Everyone was wearing it. Yeah, Everyone was wearing it. It was so cool. It's like we were in a cult. We were in a cult. <laughs> Everyone's wearing these gray things with the pocket on the front. I'm going to steal the balls off everyone's head. Yeah. yeah. Just remove them and they're going to be shocked. Did yeah. you break my No, it's No, it's reattachable, uh, I think. Yeah, it yeah. is. Okay. Collect them throughout the night. Yeah. Just be a ball like, carrier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Be a ball but, carrier. But these hats, be, be a ball carrier. <laughs> <laughs> these hats were $14 to, ball control. to buy per pop. $14 a pop. Yeah. We're charging $15 tickets because we want to get our money back, but we don't want to like overcharge like their closest group of right. friends. Yeah. We're not, we spent $1,400 buying 100 of these. And now we have to sell 100 tickets to break, to make a dollar on each one. Like, that's not good guys, business. You that's, guys already did. We did that. We did. You are, you, and we did that. You sold through the roof. Yeah, exactly. But, but and that was like, but that again, that goes back. Famous Dave showed up. Famous Dave was famous there. Famous Dave was there. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, yeah. Oh, and we still told that story about him. Uh, and he laughed. He, he laughed. Bare, bare, he belly laughed. Yeah, I had a great conversation with him. You did. Yeah. 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 That was sick. That was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Took a lot away from yeah. famous Dave. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's loaded with snackable moments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was kind of hard to get a get a get anything in honestly i know yeah. it's tough famous tape but uh <laughs> like the, like the the intention even with the live show or any of that stuff i think what it really came down to there was like one night andrew had came home and i was just like super like stressed about something this was after one of the podcasts where andrew's average quality was dealing with me <laughs> on one of the back end oh, yeah. shows oh yeah um and it was like it was an awesome an awesome awesome moment of just like thank you for doing that and like helping me realize like the 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 dumb expectations I put on myself and whatever but now like that's totally changed my mindset into just like how presently stoked and happy I am like I have a job that pays me uh that I work during the day I get to come home at night and record podcasts and go to comedy and I don't have to worry about making a dime for back pocket like there's another fourteen hundred dollars that we got to throw at some hats for for some like for an incentive for a live show. Like we can do that without thinking twice because we got another job that's like paying for it. Right. Like it's not a big deal. It's and we'll not make like, money. We always do. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make we'll the money back. That's, there, there was two moments that resonate with me. One, there was a moment like that where the, uh, Andrew stopped the show because you were saying like so many times. Do you remember that mm-hmm. with oh, yeah. Piff? Yeah, with Piff. That that was just brought me back to one of those moments where just had to get hardcore with him. It's got to be real. Got to be real. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> um, and then there was another moment that showed a lot about who you guys are. It was when Joey Puck was on. That was an awesome episode. That was great. When he asked you guys, said, "Hold up, guys. What do you? You guys are underselling yourselves. You're not average at all. Like you're doing all these incredible things and." talking you guys up, hyping you guys up. And I was, I was sitting in my car listening. I'm like, yeah, they are. These guys, <laughs> they're doing all these cool things. And expecting you guys to be like, oh, thank you. Like, yeah, we are. But I think one of you said, like, yeah, but that's not the point. 
the point is where we want to go with this thing. We're not even close to where we want to be. There's just the, the ability for you guys to be grounded, especially in that moment, just goes back to uh, Sam Harris with the peanut punches. It's just that's you could tell that's how you guys think, because when that moment was presented, you guys went back to your roots and you're like, that's not that's not like we haven't arrived. There's no finish line. Mm-hmm. There's only checkpoints along the way. And those are shared like mentalities that we all have. And that's what the coolest thing is like we're not in it alone. We're we're are the people that we have closest to us are in it together, really. And I think that's pretty awesome. Um whether it's like back pocket community, whether it's like our friends from the St. Thomas community, whether it's your family, like we all come from like really awesome situations. We're very grateful. And I think we all understand that too. And that's what's allowed us to be where we are today. And we have a mindset of all the time at, at all times of we are standing on the shoulders of the people that got us here. Right. And we, uh, we, that's why we, that's why you're a quote unquote dog, because you, you know, you're here for a reason, you know, you got here because other people laid the foundation. And I think it's really cool that we get to sit here for an hour and a half, reflect on that, push each other a little bit mentally to be a little bit cleaner with everything. And, and we can listen to it a year from now, six months from now, and just be like, okay, this is where I was at then. Have I gotten a little bit better? Have I pushed myself? Is there a little more fortitude? Right. All these various things. And, uh, really we're just up here in our attic thinking we're talking to thousands of people. Yeah. Like, we have a mindset right now. Like people are listening when really, I don't know if they're uh, listening. Who the fuck's listening? Uh, Who's listening? We got to start doing well, that more. Cause when we did that last time with, uh, I forget who we did it with, but it was like in, in the hour. It's like in the hour it was with mark. the intern podcast. Yeah, it was the intern, like tur- towards the end when we were talking about like a potential sponsorship with Devani's like uh, one of these guys or a listener, a listener, a marketing intern out of nowhere DMs us and was like, yo, so how did the, uh, <laughs> how did the pitch Devani's go? I'm like, dude, sweet. We got to like, he made it to minute 45. He made it to minute 45 yeah, out yeah. of an hour. That's 75% of the podcast. Yeah. I mean, are you talking about just the live feed in general? Uh, no, just our podcast. Okay. Cause we, we don't know duration. We only know who clicks play. Right. Yeah, so right. we have no idea how long people make it. So when we get these this far, Making the sly comments of like, who's, uh, who's really listening now? Yeah. Because you're so deep in the box. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tune into the live streams every once in a while. Okay. I'm always so shocked about that. How many people actually like spend a good like five minutes just listening well, to the live stream or however long? I don't know. There's a whole lot of people. I don't know if there's a whole lot of people. I'm always in there. I'm like by myself and I just see random people show up. Yeah. It's like four people. Four people. Yeah. Four yeah. people right now. Yeah. That's what, but that's what the other thing too though is it's one like, person right now. Yeah. One, one person. person. Who's the so one we just person? got like one person say. hanging out with us. Oh, it doesn't say at all. No. No. We, we don't know. Couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Couldn't figure it out for the life of me. But what's like. Um, but that's not the point. That's, that's not, not the point. point. It's the never point, the point. The point is <laughs> we're here on a Monday night. I just got back from Atlanta. You had a long day at work. You picked me up from work. <laughs> yeah. And we're I, sitting here. We're having. LaCroix and you got your uh water your, your water and we're just sitting here trying to better ourselves i think that's pretty fucking cool i usually fill this with coffee that's the problem yeah you do yeah a lot of busy a lot of busy mm-hmm. it's what gets you through the day though little little caffeine little busy a little caffeine a little busy and if you want to uh buy busy there will be a promo code that alex will now send us because we're signing the contract yeah alex the contract is here <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah go buy some busy uh 
Yo, I was hoping you were gonna throw a sick transition to average quality. I was. I was feeding into it. Okay. I was. I was. Uh, should I just say something else? No, you should just go into the average quality. Okay. I, okay. That just works. jump into it. Well, oh yeah. Go go ahead. Okay. I was gonna say if he's got something sick else to say, I kind of want to hear it. Oh well, you were just adding on to the. Um, <laughs> I do have something sick to say. Though, yeah. But uh, always he, got he something sick all to say. Giddy over there. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no, it, it's always so fun to like document where you are now because it just provides so much perspective of like we all just had like a crazy day and what brings us all together is like just a podcast that i I just think that's so cool that like we buy and like last night i stayed up till like 12 30 last night and woke up at five to go to work but last night i'm sitting there editing uh the last of the ben lieber um videos and i'm i do this every week every sunday i produce an entire podcast throw eight hours at it and put it out on Monday and it was very rewarding today knowing that the video that I was grinding and had just finished exporting at midnight last night less than 10 hours later becomes the biggest or the most viewed uh, video in back pocket history and it doesn't even come close on Twitter it had like it's over probably 20,000 views now it's just like a funny dumb video of uh um, ben Lieber. It's not a dumb video at all. It's no, not a dumb video. It's just, it's just, it's, 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 it's funny. Awesome video. It's awesome. It it's him talking. It's Leslie Frazier telling Ben Lieber to give a pregame speech for the Vikings. Yeah. And he gives the speech and it's just like a fuck it mentality. And it was incredible. And to see the time and effort that you put in to Twitter, to Instagram, to Facebook, which is really, why do we put so much time in doing it? Because we just want, we want people to see what we're doing. And, uh, then and then Ben Lieber buys in. He retweets it, gets a chain of people commenting on it. Twenty thousand people view it. That's really cool. Yeah, and it's, it, awesome. and it's a it's a thing that we were able to build. How do yeah. you think? How do you think your so your your day was pretty good because of that, right? Yeah, it was just it was nice to have some like gratitude of just like the reinforcement of like the things that I do all the time. It's yeah. like finally, I, there's one that like finally hit. It's like a, it's just a funny, genuine, funny video. <laughs> No, I was going to ask, what do you think your mindset would have been if it didn't like, did you have the high expectations before you put it? Okay. No, not at all. Okay. And I think that helps then too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause every single video we make or Instagram post we make is just like, I just want them to see this Yeah, and I don't care how many people, but this is like, this is the funniest thing that I see, or this is the most impactful thing that I felt from the podcast. If people buy in, that's awesome. If Instagram's algorithm works this time, sweet. But if we think that if we're trying to do all this for getting going viral, we're in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. 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 Oh, it would destroy me if I like put all the time and effort in there thinking that it would be like getting millions of views every single time. Right. I just hope so. I just, yeah, it would be awesome. You hope for it. Oh, you yeah. always hope yeah, for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. But like, I, I just like want to genuinely share the happiness that I had in this very moment of the podcast. Right. Yeah. Like I'm dying laughing like to myself yeah. throughout Sunday putting motivational music behind Ben Lieber just saying, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it all. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm just like dying laughing mm. by myself at like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, I don't really know where this is going to go, but I'm just I'm, excited. I'm it, so. I don't even care. And yeah. that's like my, that's actually kind of one of my average qualities. I was about, that's a perfect transition. <laughs> that's one of my average qualities is like when I make a video and I think it's funny and I, it's, it's, I, if I think it's funny, like, Probably the reality is, is most other people don't won't find it as funny as I do. Right. But I will make sure that everyone sees it and try and share that yeah. just with people around me and stuff. And it's like it's so obvious sometimes when it's just like people are like, 
Yeah, dude. Uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> get, get over it. Get it's over it. A little Scroll bit. past it. Yeah. But anyway, that's my average quality. What's yours, Mark? My average quality um, goes along with being complacent um, and then combining that with setting realistic goals. Um, so, you know, I reflect back. Um, I look at myself a year ago from now and I am loving where I'm at, right? I love, I'm loving the decisions that I'm making. Um, I have a very, a lot of opportunity at my hands, um, but not getting too caught up on that. Like I feel good. I feel good about waking up every day and trying to silence the, the side of me that's really hard on myself that says you shouldn't feel good right now right when when you have these high standards you don't want to reflect back um matthew mcconaughey remember when we were going through fall camp there's a video that was shown to us during fall camp when he wins the uh the oscar yeah and he says my hero is myself in 10 years and then in 10 years I'm going to ask myself that same question. And my hero isn't going to be me in that moment. It's going to be myself in another 10 years. And it's that constant growth of understanding that a year out from last year made a lot of growth, but not getting complacent and trying to find ways to grow even further. Um, And not having, like we said, these crazy... um, goals of doing 23 marathons in six months but doing quitting your job in 2020 yeah 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 right but like having goals where it's like i'm gonna work towards those um so it's the complacency aspect of reflecting back and seeing that you're in a better place but how can i go even further um and so it's that constant battle of being super hard on myself um and then saying it's okay to smile and like be happy where you're at. And it's just like trying to find that balance. So the balance of those two things is probably what I'm, my average quality is. Right on. That's so. awesome. And it's, it's, it's fun because there are those moments where it continue. You're like, I did it. I did it right. I, I, I this is how I, I want to do it every single time. And then like it slips a little bit or you, you, you become so good at it. You want to push yourself a little bit further. Right. Uh, and that's, that's the best part about the average qualities because who it, it's only average to you mm-hmm. and you could be the world's best at it, but you're looking at it average because you want to get a little bit better at it every single day. And, uh, that's the best way to look at the average quality so awesome response mark yeah so it's always evolving Mm -hmm. yes it is always evolving like yeah just being okay with what comes along with that with failure with success and were you about to ask his average quality Yeah, i was about to i was about to ask what your average quality is my average quality this weekend was um this weekend this weekend okay with being uh with my family and my cousins um cousins i have a I, it was really cool for me because i was with my mom's side of my family and um her brother and, and his kids and then my dad's sisters and brother and his and their kids because it was just kind of it was a wedding with where there was both parties involved. big family big family yeah. both sides of my family were there it wasn't just like i'm only with the inceras i was with the good hughes and the inceras really cool moment for me and uh i definitely think i could have been a little bit more present the whole weekend 
there was there was a sense of me hyping up the moment like kind of how you mentioned you had your 10 minute comedy show and you were really looking forward to this you were trying to you could have potentially um only find value in winning that moment or instead of just appreciating the experience i don't think i did the best job this whole weekend at being in the moment i was just trying i was too much i was there was too much of me like always time and time again looking to get more and more out of it in a sense that probably wasn't just grounded Mm -hmm. and be like all right this is awesome that i have all of this in front of me um i don't know if that entirely makes sense no it does did you in that moment you felt yourself going through that uh on the in the plane ride home i was like i was just like sitting there by myself I was like, did I have fun this weekend or was I trying too hard to have fun this weekend? Mm. So you, you were, so it's kind of in Mark's sense where you were like, you, you were not congratulating yourself for the moment you were in essentially. I wasn't really, I wasn't living in the moment necessarily. I was always trying to do a look a little bit more, a little bit more or something. I don't know. It made sense in my head. We, we watched <laughs> a secret life of Walter Mitty on Friday. Hell yeah. That's a great movie. Gets you every time you watch it. It's such an underrated movie. I feel like not a lot of people. Well, not, maybe I don't know. That dude is that like a was that a critically acclaimed movie that everyone saw? It was okay. I, I hadn't heard I of it until we watched it at in football. Yeah. yeah, I never saw it until then either. I so, love it. So if you're listening and you've never seen it, yes, go see it. Yeah, definitely go see it. And that out. and that just that moment of let's just call it a ghost cat, Walter Mitty. Oh, I didn't. I don't know if I did that, and I might have done it. But I don't know if I did it to the extent that I wanted to necessarily with what I actually had in front of me. Because that'll probably never happen again with those people, with my mom's side and my dad's side family. And it's a whole story in itself. But how are you going to grow? I I have an opportunity to see my family again at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm. So those will be moments where I can take a step back. I thought you were going to say you're just going to look for marriage. So you can, so I so can, you can have, have everybody that, that, again. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be my wedding. We'll yeah. have to have it. Yeah. yeah. Think outside the box. It just works. <laughs> it just checks out. You okay. know. Speaking of just watching things in football, you you know who you guys should have on the podcast, Heather Dornadin. You remember the the video we watched about never giving up? Oh yeah, the U of M runner. The U of M runner. Her last name is actually Camp now. I think she got married. Okay. But you should have her on. Yeah. Because that video is infamous in the St. Thomas football culture. It is. But, like, we've never we've never talked to her. No. No one knows her. No. Just from that video. Mm-hmm. That's how we know her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so true. It's a legacy rep that she'll never know. She'll impact so much of St. Thomas. She's got to come speak to the team. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't know that there's, like, 500 dudes that just know her from that video. Yeah. Alone, they're the very excited. Every year. Yeah. That's like, fun. That video gives you chills, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So nuts. But then transition to that next question, the back pocket question. When pressure becomes stress and anxiety is rising, what do you hold in your back pocket to overcome these situations? Something we talked about earlier is just that resilience to compete. Um, started at an early age with my brother um, and just attacking everything with that like utter disregard for your body when it comes to sports. Um, and I think the challenge was trying to find a way to do that outside of sports and just having this utter disregard for my ego and understanding that if I'm working towards a goal, um, if I f- I'm feeling insecure about something, um, whether it's talking to people, I'm actually, 
I'm not great at having conversations with people, which I'm a big extrovert. So some people are like, ah, you're full of it. Like, but sometimes it is hard to push yourself to go talk to people. Um, and so just having this utter disregard for my ego, knowing that it's for the betterment of whatever I'm doing and like being able to start that off. Mm -hmm. Um, so just resilience. Um, I shared with you that video today, the happy Monday. Mm -hmm. And I was like, like that's, that's embodies me just competing and not caring about my body and just putting it on the line for the team and just that scrappy resilience. Yeah. The reason why you extended yourself and sacrificed your body to, to steal that ball. Yeah. Yeah. It, happy Monday. Oh, it was happy <laughs> Monday. I'm going to show that to the corner group tomorrow. Yeah. Perfect. Dude, attack, oh, the, attack the ball, man. Yeah. Resilience. So have you actually been showing like your corner group's back pocket, just been to slowly influence on them? So part of fall camp was a lot of meeting time in um, just watching film and getting to know the, uh, the defense. Um, so we were spending a lot of time together. I don't do it anymore um, because it's, it's quick in and out. We got 20, 25 minutes before practice. So it's like, we got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was trying to find different ways to get guys engaged. Um, and I'd throw on music in the background when we were watching film and learning the defensive installs um, or thrown on, like I threw on Jordan Roberts's back pocket. There you go. Get to know your coach a little bit just because they're not like, you got to understand if we're in there for an hour going over defense, they're not going to be locked in the entire time. Right. Like it's, they're just not, they're going to, you got to find moments to re-engage them, re-spark those. Right. And so having something going on in the background that they could gain value from, like learning about Coach Roberts, um, I thought was important. And I noticed that the room um, was a little more lively and guys were engaging more with the content going on with football Mm -hmm. instead of the room being dead silent and this being an eerie sort of silence in the room. Right. Where it's me just talking at these guys and trying to teach them the defense instead of them like teaching each other and engaging in conversation. Um, and it's a challenge to maintain that engagement, right? You're trying to push them to learn this material and, t- and teach it appropriately, but you have to make sure that you're being relatable and breaking it down in a step-by-step process. That's a challenge in itself. That's something that we challenge ourselves with every single day um, with the new guests that come on our show to re-engage our audience, to re-spark these, these moments. And I want you to continue this, this train of the Mark Dowdle mentality and is there someone out there that you can challenge us to have on the show in, in when uh, season four in 2020 breaks out? Because you are our last marketing intern spotlight. Oh, I know. That, oh, we will, the that, we know. that we will ever do. Yeah, you're the last one of all ever. time. Ever. We're breaking the, the marketing intern spotlight tagline is going away. It's gone. Is that breaking news? That's breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. Breaking news. Um, so thanks for being our last marketing. Yeah. Intern. So thank yeah, you guys. This is, an, this is an honor. Wow. Um, what do we finish with? Sixty-two of them. Something crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. A lot. It's a lot of people. Mine is. I know it's been mentioned during the IO podcast, but this. She's my hero. She's. Her, it's Courtney Dewalter. Oh yes. You guys gotta have her on. Yeah. Uh, 
not to say like I've never I've always had heroes, but I've never um it's just weird I've never had like a female hero, right? I've always looked at like the top athletes in the male profession, right? And Courtney Dewalter blew my mind. I was like, she is awesome. She's running, she's not only running but winning all of these ultra um endurance competitions she won the moab 240 like just an absolute like beast and she's the one that slept for like 10 seconds 10 seconds and it was like she's like that's the best rest i've ever had yeah i was like okay yeah. so um just a complete animal she's from minnesota yeah um she's been brought up on the podcast before with io and i think it'd be super cool to have her on yeah okay. challenge accepted yeah mm-hmm. we gotta find it find a time when she's back in town though so we'll we'll rely on you for that, to be honest, because you're in the running community now. I mean, so you'll know. Just getting my foot in the door, but yeah, entry level, entry, entry level. level. We'll yeah. we'll but make it happen, dude. Yeah. yeah, God, she'd be she'd be a dream come true. Absolutely, she's yeah. a hero of mine. She, yeah, she's, she, she's my hero. She's my hero. She like, I forget what race it was. It may may have been like one of the Moab ones, but it was like one of those longer races. And like the next closest person to her was like eight hours. Like she could have got a full night's sleep in. And still beat the second place person. Yeah, crazy. And if you if you go back and like if you listen to her habits, like her eating habits and her diet, she just yeah nachos and beer. Yeah, that's what Joe uh, Rogan. Yeah, yeah Joe like, Rogan asked like, oh, what's your like your what do you eat? She's like, what's your favorite kind of food? Like training. She's like nachos and beer. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. So nuts. But yeah, I definitely need to get her on at some point. I want to. I want to get on the biggest names now at this point. Just see how many, how many, how many big names can back pocket pull off at this point. And she's on that list. She's she's on for sure. She's Absolutely. she's top of the list. Yeah, yeah. So especially in that community. Yes. One thing I wanted to ask. So hopefully, you know, who's listening at this point? Who really cares? But um, millions. Of people. You're like Andrew had said. You're we're we're bringing in the Mark Dowdle audience. Maybe this is a listener for the first time uh, that stuck with us this long. What episode or podcast of ours would you tournament or tune them into man there's so many good ones going through my mind it's because i've listened to all of them that's <laughs> so awesome <laughs> it's hard to pin i i think the joey puck one is really good that one's good for understanding who we are yeah absolutely yeah there's there's different like what are you looking for are you trying to understand who these guys are i'd say the joey puck one mm-hmm. um the Bro Shop Brothers one, that was a recent one, but they had a super cool story. I'm trying to think of someone who – I thought Unreal, Michael. Michael Jordan. He had a very cool story. That was a moment that I think of that's like one of those aha moments where he just had – he just got screwed over by the the guy who was in business with him. An adult. That was An adult. That he just was 18. Took, mm-hmm. Just took advantage of him because he just didn't know any better. And – he just said, all right, I'm going to go do something else, and I'm going to do it better. And so if you want to listen to a story of resilience, I I gathered a lot of tools for my toolkit on resilience from Michael. Those are awesome. Joey Puck, Broshat Brothers, Michael Jordan. Yeah, what is that? So Shout out Biker Broshat, though. Biker Broshat's a man. Biker Broshat. I'm looking at you store brand yes when you store brand yes that's right when you go across uh the globe you gotta take me with you mm-hmm. on that biker biker train he went 
all the way around the country. Yeah. The country. All right. Now he's right. Like how, how what we were asking him like, Hey, what's, what's coming in the future for you, man? He goes, ah, I don't know. Probably like, I kind of want to bike around the world. And I was like, <laughs> just what? like so one off. Yeah. And I'm sure people were listening to that like, ah, yeah, he's just kidding. And I thought of that when he said, I'm like, Oh my God, that sounds unreal. Right. <laughs> yep. So I followed him immediately. He followed me back. I was like, Oh my God, this guy's this guy sick. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up here with two final questions, Mark. Um, we've been hammering you with questions, and I think they've been pretty good questions. They've been good. They've been You've good had some great answers, though. Uh, but we'd like to open it up for you to ask us some questions. So this goes back to, I don't know if you guys answered it in full extent the last time, but Ben VW asked you guys, what was, in the past year, what was the most impactful thing that someone said to you? And he said either on the podcast or not. Do you remember this question that he yes. asked you? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to know if you guys have had, if you have thought about that even more, because I loved that question. No, it's a great question. Where, you know. And, yeah. and we got that in March of this year. Yep. And now we have done a hundred more podcasts of that. And that's always the game that, uh, that we play is like, what content do you retain um, from having all these conversations? Mm-hmm. Cause you have so many of them. Um, a moment that has stuck out to me more than the rest that I've heard. I think uh, the boat cello story of the old guy coming on the podcast yeah. or coming on the boat um, and just turning to Declan and I and saying like, I don't know if it verbatim, if it was like, that was the best moment of my life or Thank you so much for showing the best part of Minnesota, something along those lines. Like that was really cool from like a, a, someone that's never engaged with what we do and to receive the fullest of what we do in an hour or two um, with an event. Um, One that I have in particular, I shared this on uh, the very last thing of uh, back end show 37 with the interns. It was a feel good story. Did you? Um, I don't know if you got this far, but it, it this is a this was a listener of our show that we've never met before, and he sent us a voice message on our podcast hosting platform, and more or less just said like, "Thank you so much. I've listened to almost every episode, and you guys are the epitome of like whatever you have today. How no matter how average you are, you can still live the dream every single day with what you have." And I was like, that is so cool that, like, he picked up on that. Yeah. Or, like, that he was giving us that kind of recognition. And it, and really, what is he saying? Like, what he's really saying is, like, you guys are just making the most of what you have. Right. And what you're blessed with. And, like, you're just recognizing that, being grateful for it, and then trying to build off of that as much as you can. Like, there's really nothing inherently special about, like, what we do on the back pocket. You're like we're someone, not reinventing the wheel. We're not reinventing the wheel here. Like someone just was like, oh, you guys are on Joe Rogan level now that you had like Ben Lieber on. <laughs> and I was like, we've always been on Joe Rogan's level in terms of what he's doing and what we're doing. Right. Joe Rogan's interviewing the biggest names in the world. We're interviewing the biggest names that we're like that we have right now that can come over our house on a on a Monday night. Those are the big the the people that are coming on this podcast right now are the biggest names that we can have that we can touch. Dominate the sandbox. And dominate the sandbox. Exactly what Lawrence said. Another great thing that uh, he said, you know, what was it? Reach the people you can touch or uh, I can't remember what it is, but just like 
hang out and be around the people that you can physically touch and interact with. And those are your, your most important and like the best relationships that you'll have. It's incredible. Like I'm going to Thailand. Here's another one. Sorry. I got another one. It's just flooding through. Yeah. yeah. Steve Weigel. If you haven't listened yep. to that podcast, oh, my God. To that. So he, at the very end of that podcast, he invites Andrew and I to go to Thailand with him. And at the time we were like, dude, this like, from the second I heard that, I was like, I got to go. And yeah. now fast forward, I am going. And we, uh, I just like, we just had like our debriefing meeting last night and the people going on the trip are all people that Steve had just asked kind of not on a whim, but just like through a genuine connection. Yeah. So I'm in a room with like 14 other people who were like, yeah, I met Steve, uh, two years ago at the warped tour event when he was selling longboards and like we had talked for 30 minutes and i just thought steve was such a cool guy and steve invited me on a trip that's sick i met steve uh because he flew down to california and delivered a longboard to my daughter i met steve you know it it was like we went around the room and it was like individually these people knew steve from like one instance that this guy made an impact on that person and he's convinced now 16 people to go with him to thailand and like work on like these awesome farms, like help people and like just have a killer time for 13 days. And like one guy's a filmer, one guy's like I'm a podcaster and one guy's like a entrepreneur. I mean, it's, it is incredible. Like what that guy's kind of done, but it's the same exact thing. It goes back to like work with what you have, reach the people you can touch and just like be genuinely happy about it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like amazing. Like that, that right there in the last, those three examples are all examples that have happened to me in the last four months. Like, it's, yeah. and that's just because all like, again, work with what you have, right? You don't really realize how much you have until you really, really put your time into it. Or I guess step back now and look at it. It's like, dude, this is, I love it. This is why I love doing this stuff is because there's so many cool things that come out of this podcast that you'd never even think or imagine. It's awesome. It's, and that's, it's you, you summarized it beautifully of like what we can do with it and what we've been able to, um, like why why we, what find we have some, done I guess what we have done in the sense of like we're just out <laughs> again back to what my mom said to to provide value like that's been our whole intention behind it or we've probably lost more money than we've made in this over the three years that we've put the time and effort that we put into it. But at the end of the day, that was never like, it's never been the goal. Yeah. And those three instances will provide way more impact than any money that will ever come through. Right. Yeah. That's we're the gaining, coolest thing. Exactly. We're gaining stuff that's so far outside and so much more than like a monetary value that it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. Well, you guys have created a community of people who before this year wouldn't know exist. Right. Yeah. Like all the people that you've had on is now so connected in such a way that wouldn't 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 know each other other than you guys bringing them in and providing them that platform to share their story and have that impact like I wouldn't hear any of those stories that were in so pack in so impactful to me and for me uh, if you guys weren't doing what you guys are doing right and it goes yeah. back to your mission of like we just want to impact that one person that can take away value from this. And as long as you guys keep doing that, that's that's where that's where the value is. That's right? where we win. Yeah. And then every day we have a chance to win. Why not win that way? Yeah, exactly. Um, Damn. 
Awesome. Way to sh- that was good. That was really good. Good answer, Dak. Okay. That yeah. was, yeah. So I, I just kept finding other yeah. things. I was just like, that. The, these are all connected in some way. I got a cool... I got a cool project that I was, I'm working on right now um, that it, I'm compiling. I'm making you guys like a little woo tape. Oh, um, fuck yeah. Yeah. It's, it, have you seen the videos or the, the little teasers? You that sent I, them to him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I sent one to you and you didn't respond. I was like, ah, oh, all right. Shit, dude. Yeah, man. You just, yeah. Damn. Sorry, yeah. man. Sometimes I forget to respond. <laughs> yeah, you had you had. I think the one the little highlight you sent was like a, a bit of Josh Parks with yep. some like Grizz in the background. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I was like, yeah, it's pretty sick. Yeah, dope. It's just got a bunch of sound bites from all of the the tools that we talked about that I've been able to put in my toolbox. I don't want to forget them, and I made the playlist for football and lacrosse. They just like looked at me at the beginning of the year and we're like, all right, you're making the pregame playlist. And so I worked in GarageBand and I was all excited because I was like, I want to make this good. Mm-hmm. I was getting jacked up. And I've been listening to nothing but podcasts, Back Pocket and Rich Roll since like the last year. I haven't listened to a lot of music. But I listened to the pregame playlist and I was getting super jacked up. Like in my car, just going nuts. And I was like, I need to combine this beats pregame playlist with all of the sound bites that I've learned and that have made me just think deeper. And so I'm, I'm putting that, that together right now. Right on. Oh yeah. But it's going to be, it's going to be wild. It's going to be epic. If you need any, if you need like show notes of when we said certain things, we've show noted every single episode this year. Have you? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you need the, the files, we get that. How have you been? Have you just you download the files? Is so that easy? what I was doing at first, which is wild, I would go YouTube to MT3. Mm-hmm. I download the entire YouTube video, and you do I, MP4 as well, like the video aspect. No, 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 no. Okay, just um, the audio. Just the audio, um, and a lot of them I knew like where it was. Whether it was I wrote it down and just um, like I. I doing a lot of journaling reflecting and so like i'll expand on those ideas um and so i knew where they were in the episode um but some of the newer ones that i hadn't seen yet i just watch it all the way through listen through it all the way through and um then i had there was so much data being put into my files on my computer when i had to delete old photos and i was like this this is getting too much yeah and yokum's like why don't you just screen record it and so I screen recorded it on my phone and just sent that like 15 seconds to, I airdropped it to my laptop and then just did it that way. Right. So now you can pull so, the audio from that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's so much better than downloading two hours, two and a half hours of your conversation with somebody and just cramming up my, my data. Right on. So. Wow. It's, it's going to be epic. Yeah. It's going to be sick. No matter what I'm stoked that you're doing that yeah that's awesome thank you mark yeah yeah you guys are gonna love it Mm -hmm. i'm so excited for that goddamn i was hoping to have it done by today but it's just like nah dude Dude, i want it to be good and i didn't again going back to the time constraint i didn't want to put like it has to be done by this day and rush it and it not be good yeah yeah i don't think you have to put any time on it but like if you got it done by uh december 31st (laughs) that'd be fucking dope (laughs) 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 <laughs> we'll drop it then uh, yeah 
Absolutely. Because it's, it's, it's actually really good to know that you're doing something like this. Um, not that I'll influence you. I'll give you all the tools that you need to, yeah. to actually yeah, yeah. make it happen and know where all the different parts are. Because, dude, if, once that you have, once you have like this document that I'm, I'll share with you, like you'll be able to screen record all the different parts that you want. It's, it'll be very much simpler, hopefully. Well, it's for you guys, but selfishly. It was it was for me at the start. Yeah, because you wanted the sound bites. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I want to get jacked up for life every day. Like, mm-hmm. God, and I'm so excited but, to yeah. hear that. Yeah, it's oh, it's gonna be epic. So that's awesome. Hell yeah, dude. We'll wrap it up with this final question here, Mark. What did you learn today from the moment that you woke up? Uh, it's eight twenty. We've had a full day. Oh uh, wow. What you what you learn, brother? Yo, wait, real quick. We got six people on the live stream right now. Yeah. Dude, this is a new high. This is a high moment. Yeah. <laughs> we're just talking, about, we're just talking about sweet nothings. <laughs> yeah, we went from one to six. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. We definitely gathered them in here. I don't know how we did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I learned. So, I was. I woke up today. I was pretty nervous um, about coming on. Really? Yeah, I was, and I didn't expect to be, um, just because I knew it was just talking to you guys. Um, but I was talking to Yokum. And he's like, he's like, I'm so like, I'm looking forward to your episode so much, kind of hyping it up a little bit. He said that on the podcast. I too. know. <laughs> and I was like, uh, great, but I didn't want to build this hype and then not meet that standard that was being set. And so I texted my girlfriend today and I texted Yoakum today. I'm like, I gotta be honest. I'm a little nervous. Like, um, and they just like, dude, you're just going to talk about things you're excited about. Um, that's, that's it. And you talk to us about them every single day. And so I learned that it's okay to be nervous, but it's also okay to be vulnerable. And like when you're having that moment of vulnerability to ask people for help and just have that positive reinforcement of just grounding yourself back down and being like, just going to have a conversation. That is awesome. Cause that's been a theme of this whole episode what you just said there has been said in different versions throughout this whole episode, but you summarized it perfectly. Awesome. I mean, and you got to share that with the woman right now who's closest to you and Yoakum, who's a, like a, a professional just mentor as well. A light bringer, light bringer. And you got to share that with them and you got to open it up and now you're sharing that with us. That's fucking awesome. Mark. Yeah. Good work, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell of a podcast, brother. You crushed. I appreciate that. I, you guys crushed this season. Like, this was awesome this season. And I don't think that I could be sitting here without, like, the opportunities and the things that I'm so excited about going forward without you guys. So I want to say thank you to you guys. And on behalf of all the people from season three, like, you guys are freaking awesome. So. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> well, Thanks, Mark. Yeah, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Acting like you ain't got the time I can't imagine trying to carry what you hold inside But ooh, you got a reason to sing And ooh, 
start Cause you can't hold on 